What are the significant characteristics of living a Christian life? Um, let's see here. Uh, do unto others. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's read the scriptures and then have a discussion about it. All right. Well, here we are. Part two of Romans chapter 12. Um, we did verses one through eight. We will link that video in the description. If you haven't watched it, you can go back and watch it. We're going to do verses 9 through 14 today. I just want to give a quick recap. We talked about how throughout Romans, Paul has taught us how to become a Christian. And here in chapter 12, he's teaching us how to live like a Christian. Yeah. That's what these verses, you know, 12 through, uh, 1 through 8, started out telling us that, and 9 through 14 just continues. So let's go ahead and dig into the Word here and uh, read a little bit and have a little discussion. Turn to verse 9. Let love... Be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. That yeah. was five verses. Didn't seem like five verses, but it's got like fifty verses for the information. They're they're packed. I th I think they're distinctly, you know, a handful of things that are mentioned there. Like you talked about, it's you know how to live that life, and you know. Um, as we talked about, what are those characteristics? I, I think they're all distinctly noted yep. in those scriptures. What like I don't think you have to dig far yep. to no, figure out what, no. you know, what those are. No, um, it starts out, love without hypocrisy. Love sincerely. Mm -hmm. you know, don't be a hypocrite. Love sincerely. You know, abhor what is evil. Clean what is good. Hate what is evil. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's that, that unspoken, you know, you can call it a parental love or, you know, the, the the fatherly love. It's love like God. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I'm going to touch on that. We get down here to one of their characteristics. When it says, you know, be affectionate towards each other with brotherly love. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're supposed to love everybody. I love my wife a whole different way than I love you or anybody else. I love you just like I love the handful of buddies I've known since we were Nehado Grasshopper. They're mm -hmm. my brothers. Yep. You're my blood brother, real brother. But that's how we're supposed to love people mm -hmm. because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. That person that cuts me off in traffic is my brother and my sister. Mm -hmm. And I'm still supposed to love them. Yep. So it, it, it just, that kind of struck me. How, I mean, he even tells you what kind of love, you know, you know, most people that think of the word love, the person they think of is my spouse, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. No, you're not going to love your neighbor mm -hmm. the same way you love your spouse. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different. Yeah, kind of love. yeah, you definitely can't. You um, can't bucket it. Um, I mean, I mean, they are bucketed. You can't yes. combine the buckets. Yes. Like you can't compare the buckets. You've mentioned that the characteristic is is love one another. Um, and my note is love one another like Christ loves us. Yeah. Well, in essence, I mean, we are his bride. 
you don't have to like everyone and you don't have to hang out with everyone, but you just treat everyone the same way that Jesus treats you. Yeah. Yeah. He tells us to love each other like a brother love. He tells us how to do it. Put people before you. Mm -hmm. Put people before you. That's one of the greatest signs of love you can ever show. Mm -hmm. Is to put other people before you. Yeah, I've I've heard some people talk about you know marriage, you know, giving marriage marriage advice, marriage counseling, and that kind of stuff. And it's like you know they said you want to see your marriage blossom. See who can outserve the other one. Mm -hmm. You want to see the kingdom of God blossom. See who can outserve the other. When you and for for some reason, and I, I think it's because of the end of this chapter is so stuck in my mind. I keep wanting to go towards negative. You know, somebody's done me wrong, um, you know, uh -huh. you know, well, you still need to try to outserve them and they should try to outserve you. But when somebody is trying to outserve you, it makes you want to serve them more. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, you know, yes, it's that's a very fantastic point because it's it's true. Mm -hmm. Things will blossom. Well, and it's, you know, you, you see someone treating you that way, and it, it just makes you, whether you're competitive or not, it just makes you want to do the same, if not more, for that person. Um, I think the key comes in, and where this, you know, where the scripture really hits home, is what you mentioned in the scenarios where it's not reciprocated, or, you know, it's the complete opposite. Um, I, to me, I think that's that's where the scripture comes in a little bit more, um, where it's a little where the scriptures are more important to keep around your heart, and, oh, to, and yeah. to keep the yeah. fact of yeah. you know just love love one another, love one another, love one another, love one another, even if you have to repeat it to yourself seventy five thousand times every day. Maybe that's a good goal to have. I don't know. Well, Jesus told us there's two things that fulfill the law: love God with all of our heart, mind, and soul. Love our neighbor as ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right there. Yeah. Paul just reiterates it right there. We continue on the other characteristics. Um, not lagging indulgence. He's to, don't be lazy. When we're serving the Lord, do not be lazy. Mm -hmm. um, be fervent in the spirit. We are not, yeah, I mean, we, we need to have that zeal for God, that zeal to serve God. Our spirit and our soul, it should be excited to serve God in whatever role that is. Yep. Ties back into the first section we read about, talking about the different gifts we have. Yeah. We should be excited about that. We should be, uh, you know, not lacking diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Well, and I, you know, I, not, not lacking in diligence could, I mean, that could go to all the characteristics that are in this section. That could go all the way back to, you know, I mean, could talk about the gifts that we were given in sure. the previous video. Should sure. talk about your prayer life. I mean, it just, I think that just goes across the gamut, like you said, of don't be lazy, but make sure that you're diligent in all areas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Striving to be diligent in all areas. Yep. I agree with you. I, verse 12 for me um, was almost a, a chapter in its own. Probably my favorite verse out of this whole chapter, which is saying a lot because there's a lot of good ones. Yes, there is. Um, but it just it just packs a lot in it. 
of rejoicing in hope, being patient in tribulation, and continuing steadfastly in prayer. I, three amazing, amazing characteristics right there. You know why those were put in there? Because God knew he was going to go through some stuff. We've mentioned this before, but never in this book are we ever told life's going to be rosy and peachy and perfect and yeah. good. You know, this right here just pretty much lets you know you're going to go through some things. Mm -hmm. We should rejoice in the hope that we get. We only get hope from God. It's the only place yeah. it comes. Rejoice in that. Be patient during tribulations. Wait on God when you're going through a trial. You rejoice in the hope. You rejoice in the hope that you're going to come out the other end of the trial. Mm -hmm. Be patient. Wait on it. No matter, it's almost like no matter which one you're doing, whether you're rejoicing in hope or you're being patient in tribulation, continue steadfastly in prayer all the time, but it covers both of those scenarios. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, we've talked about it before, and I mean, everybody knows this. It's one of those. You find yourself praying a lot more when you're going through something troubling or through something hard than when times are good. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's one of those you gotta you gotta combat that and pray just as much when times are good. Whether it's praying and, and praising, and I, which you should still do that even in times of trouble. Yeah. But it's you know trying to do that the same statically, regardless of what's going on. Mm -hmm. 100%. And that, that is it's a fantastic verse, Romans 12, 12. Man. It's a really good one. Yeah, it's, I liked it. It's a really, really good one. We're supposed to give, Teddy. Did you know that? Uh, we are, of our time, talents, and treasures. We, we are supposed to take care of the needs of the other saints. Give into hospitality. When it says give into hospitality, to me that's a little confusing the way it was translated, but given can also be translated as pursuing. Pursuing to hospitality. Oh, okay. So you want to be hospitable. Take care of people's needs. You might have a need that I can fulfill. Mm -hmm. Then I should fulfill that need. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, you know, I don't want people and I don't want myself to get hung up on the fact that it says, you know, to the needs of the saints. You know, and you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not helping that person. They're not a saint. I, to me, it's you, you basically, you could, you could take that, that preposition out of there. And this and just say distribute to the needs of others. You can, but there's a reason why saints is in there. There is not a member of the body of Christ that should ever have a need not met. We are, for example, just in our church alone, in all churches, mm -hmm. you've got Plumbers, welders, mechanics, yeah. AC techs, babysitter, you know, all that stuff. Da, 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 da. I personally believe the way God has designed things. If I'm the mechanic in our church, you come to me, I should fix your car for free. Cost of, cost of parts, whatever. I should, you have a need. Mm -hmm. I can fix that need. Right. Um, now, can you extend that beyond the saints? Yes, you can. But I really believe it was specifically. So are you saying that's referring to saints? He's specifically mentioning Christians here. The word he uses, agios, 
that under the influence of the Holy Spirit they may be rendered through holiness partakers of salvation in the kingdom of God. That's the saints he is discussing. Okay. That doesn't mean, all right, now, hey, I'm taking care of my saints. I ain't taking care of anybody else, blah, 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 blah. As members of the body of Christ, we're supposed to be relational with each other. We're mm -hmm. supposed to know what's going on. Bless those who persecute you. Bless them. Do not curse them. Yes, even those people that are your enemies, those people that have wronged you, those people that make you mad. Mm -hmm. Bless them. Do not curse them. You know, th this is something I lived out in my own personal life. When I was driving a truck all the time, people would cut me off in traffic or just do something dumb driving a vehicle, and mm -hmm. it made me mad. And I, I would be cussing at them. I mean, if I used to wish I could key up on my CB to play over their speakers in their car. I mean, you know, they couldn't hear me having my rant back there. No. Or I'd flip them off, you know, and, and I mean, and that was for years. And one day, I don't know why, driving down the road, God told me, he said, you know what? Instead of cussing them people out, flipping them off and, you know, hitting your bright lights at them, whatever, let them know you're mad. Pray for them. And it took a little bit for it to become a habit because my natural instinct was to get mad. But I'll tell you what, I started praying for people when they would do stuff in traffic that would, most of it was stuff that was just unsafe, but it changed me completely. I was no longer mad on the edge. I mean, it, it, it changed my soul so much uh, because... That used to wear me out because mm -hmm. it would just, it's an all day thing, yeah. And it just brings you peace. That's that's the word I was looking for. Uh, it, it just it made the day so much more peaceful. Mm -hmm. Um, and all I had to do was pray for them instead of cussing them out, instead of cursing them. All I had to do was pray for them. Mm -hmm. I think this is interesting. So, um, 14 has a footnote, one of them is back to Matthew 5 44. Um, but I'm actually going to start in 543. I think this is really interesting. It says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I just think it's, so that was the word going around town back then. Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. It's still going around today. And Jesus continues in 44, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. And I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. It's still going around today. I just feel like I've heard the opposite. Bless those who persecute you, bless do not. I feel like I've heard that more, but that could just be my upbringing and, and, and the circles that, I've, that well, I've been around. We are taught to hate our enemies by the actions of others. Mm -hmm. Number one, it's natural to us. And I, I don't know anybody's running around saying, look, you love those that are close to you. And your enemies, oh, you hate them with a passion. Mm -hmm. But the reason I say it, maybe it's parabolic is you've heard it said, 
Well, you've seen people's actions, you know, right. actions speak louder words, you know, that whole deal. Um, so I believe we're taught it. What I find interesting, because I did not go back and I didn't go read the corresponding verse like you just did. Paul is writing this. I don't remember how many years after Jesus. Jesus told that story or told that, gave mm -hmm. that commandment, whatever you want to call it, well before Paul was ever on the scene. But yet, Paul's given basically the exact same instructions. He wasn't around walking. He wasn't one of Jesus' disciples. He wasn't one of the twelve. Yeah. But here he is teaching the exact same thing Jesus was teaching. And judging by the way the book of Romans has gone, there were not a whole lot of Christian leaders out there. There wasn't no Billy Grahams running around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think he was taught a lot of this stuff straight from Jesus himself through the Holy Spirit. Yep. Had to have done, right? Just bless those who persecute you. Bless them. Do not curse them. People do you wrong. They make you mad. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's not, you know, you don't get angry because you may get angry. That's fine. Pray for them. Part three continues talking about that. So we will get into that in the next video for sure. I mean, hopefully you all picked up on the, uh, you know, the characteristics of living out a Christian life. Um, I think they were pretty evident to us as we were doing our reading and doing our studying through those verses. They kind of popped out pretty, pretty well at us. Yeah. Yeah. The characteristics are just, they're, they're there. Yeah. As we've said before, Paul's pretty blunt. So, yeah, he likes to get straight to the point, you know, it's funny for application. It's going to pretty much be a summary of what we talked about. You know, it, it can be hard to do. It goes against everything in our nature. Mm -hmm. And more so for some than others. Everything we just read is all application. Once again, feel free to leave comments or questions. Well, we'd love to have a conversation. So don't be shy. If you like what we're doing, like the video. Um, if you want to, you know, keep seeing our stuff, subscribe to the channel. Um, if you want to, share it. Again, as we always say, sharing is, is probably one of the better things because who knows who's going to see it? Yep. Um, who knows who it's going to impact? Sharing is caring. As we like to say, let our focus be that throughout this life, we live and die in a way that when we are thought of, it's Christ that is remembered. Christ be known. See you all next time.